of faith. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood here on the show. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my trusty go-ghost. My trusty co-ghost. There we go. Co-ghost. There we go. Devin, my uh, my partner in crime here. Together, today, we're going to be talking about the latest film theaters this past weekend, and that is Ghostbusters afterlife and before we begin today's show you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show we'd love to hear from you guys follow us on instagram and twitter fm optics that is optics with an x Devin, how are you doing today i'm doing good busted makes me feel good always nice friday night get some busting in it's always a good time yeah i definitely agree with you there so uh yeah so it, you know we're here talking about ghostbusters it's, it's a good time you know who are you gonna call you know all, all that jazz and this is the uh the fourth installment in the entire franchise for some reason i thought there were more but i wasn't entirely sure if there was or not but yeah um for the sake of time for everyone um just letting you guys know up front that uh <laughs> Um, my voice is still killing me, so we're going to do a shorter show for you guys just for the sake of my voice. Definitely, I uh, just want to let you guys know that up front. So it's been crazy, man. But uh, how, how's your weekend been treating you? It's been pretty solid. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah, I feel that, man. A lot of busting. Yeah, a lot of busting. What, what time did you go see this movie? Did you guys see it at a super late time like you did? Uh, yeah, another, another late one, 9.30. Oh, okay. 9.30 is not, not, not as bad. I mean, what was the other one was like 10.30 start time, wasn't it? Yeah, Eternals. A much longer movie, too. A much, much longer movie. This one's definitely within that two-hour window for sure. So, yeah, we're going to be back with our Ghostbusters Afterlife review right after this short break. There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Wait a minute. Who are you? All right, Devin, and we are back hunting some ghosts here on the podcast. Uh, Director of this Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is a, technically, this is kind of like a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. In a way, there's it's been 30 years since there's been a ghost sighting. Uh, the director of this film is Jason Rittman. Uh, writers include Jason Rittman as well, as well as Gil Keenan and Dan. I cannot pronounce your last name, Dan. Can can you can can you uh, look that one up, Devin, or give that one a go? Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And um, Jason Reitman is the son of the original director. Runs in the family. Oh, you know what? That's very, very true. And we have our uh, stars here as well. We have Carrie Coon. That is a very bad thing to have, by the way. It's rough. <laughs> but she, she works it. She, yeah, yeah, she works it for sure. And of course, we have Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and Mr. Paul Rudd joining us for this uh, film. And the plot is as follows, or the synopsis, you know, when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town they begin to discover the, their connection to the original Ghostbusters and their se- and the secret legacy 
their grandfather left behind. So yeah, I got to say here, Devin, um, it's it's been, I can't say this is a very split movie because especially in Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at a 61% critics-wise, but audiences are loving it, sitting at a 95%. But I wanted to get your thoughts on this because since you're, I, I can't call myself a ghost Ghostbusters fan. Like I like Ghostbusters, but I'm not like, a super big fan of the series, but I did quite enjoy this one. But yeah, I saw I saw the original Ghostbusters. I don't think I ever saw two, and then I unfortunately watched the 2016 one. I did not. It was it was rough, but um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was a very pleasant surprise. I enjoyed the blend of new characters with a lot of old references to the original, and I love how how focused the story was on the new character, specifically Phoebe. I thought she did a really good job as the main character. And I like how it, it stayed with her. It didn't like switch off to, to one of the the older ones or one of the bigger stars. It, it remained her story throughout the whole movie. I really liked that. And I mean, the effects were amazing throughout most of it. Some of it was kind of rough. Like the dogs were like, eh, but the rest was like impressive, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like it was some impressive effects going on there. And uh, yeah, I always love Paul Rudd. He kind of took a backseat in this one, which was kind of nice. He kind of let everyone else shine, but he's he's always his charming self. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any movie that has Paul Rudd in it, it's like 100% yes. But yeah, so the girl who played Phoebe, uh, her name is McKenna Grace uh, from Tejas. Nice, nice. Born in 2006, super, super young, obviously. Makes us feel very old, especially after reviewing Tick, Tick, Boom, which we did last week or a few days ago. But I do agree with you, Devin. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I've been seeing a lot of comparisons between Afterlife and Star Wars A Force Awakens because it is kind of like that re-spark re or, you know, that, that kind of like boost back into the franchise, that that re, uh, reigniting the, you know, paying the homage to the older films while taking the franchise in a new di- direction. The soundtrack actually reminded me a lot of Star Wars. Like there was like those those like flutes or recorders or whatever through. Yeah, that was pretty like, cool. All whimsical and Star Warsy. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with, you know, people's kind of little comparison between Force Awakens and Ghostbusters Afterlife because with Afterlife, you know, I, I have watched the original. Um it's been a while since I've seen the second one. But I really do like how, you know, even in my theater, my audience, people were just eating this stuff up, like 100%. They had plenty of references, and um, sometimes it's just like, all right, that's pretty obvious, but it's, it's still cool nonetheless. Like when the when the sheriff says, uh, who are you going to call? It's like, hey, he said the thing. He's like, oh, he did it. He did it. Yeah. It, I, I got to say, though, like with even with the new characters we get with um, fans, well, yeah, Finn Wolfhard, or I guess you can call him. Uh, what is his name in this movie again? I forgot. I'm actually Trevor. What? Trevor. Trevor. Okay. I, was like, I love what? that diner scene when they made fun of him for flirting. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really funny. And and I've been seeing like I've been seeing a lot of people complain that it's too fan servicey, but I think it was like a really like a really perfect balance of fan service and developing these new characters because you got you got the new trio here of, of phoebe trevor and podcast podcast was great by the way podcast like, next to phoebe yeah that, that was great oh he was hilarious but we never got his actual name maybe it is podcast he could have 
I mean, he's he's young enough, I guess. Podcasts were around ten years ago. He was like old school and like I mean, they were, but it's like it's like all of his episodes. <laughs> we'll get into I mean, it. I love, I love the end. There's a there's a nice callback to his podcast at the end with one of the Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was. <laughs> it, it's so funny because it's like we can relate to that on like so many levels, and it's it's so obviously you know his podcast was more. Uh, mysteries unknown and you know more of a solo podcast in, in in a sense so but i really really enjoyed that for sure so yeah, i also I also forgot to mention lucky the uh the love interest for trevor she's a part of that oh the, her name that was lucky court, that's right that quartet of new ghostbusters yeah i i really enjoy just how whimsical this was like the jokes landed a lot especially in my theater a lot of Phoebe's jokes. Well, I think only only one of hers landed for me, but that's like on purpose, like purposely cringe, <laughs> cringy, I guess. But I at the same time, there were a lot of them. Was that the one she was talking to Paul Rudd about? That one? The, I uh, like the polar bear one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not scientists, but they are more nerdy, like super nerdy, like geeky jokes, where it's like, it's, it's a scientist joke. Like, you, you either get it or you don't. You know, like, I work in IT, so it's like, there's so many, I mean, I've seen a lot of like computer jokes and stuff out there. So like, yeah, some of it's funny, but it really is more of a, uh, you know, in-person type thing for that. Type it, was, of- it was mostly podcast jokes that landed. Oh, for sure. The he was definitely, like, you would have thought that Paul Rudd was like the tension breaker, but it was definitely podcast. His timing was really great. <laughs> what was that guy's name? I'm, t- man, oh man, I'm blanking on it right now. Um, the guy who played podcast, I'm trying to look it up logan kim oh nice nice yeah he was like super super young but yeah podcast was definitely one of my uh favorites uh there you know top 1a 1b type thing but uh what did you think about trevor finn's uh, character mr stranger things let's take a quick break did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. He also took a back seat more so to his sister Phoebe, but I thought it was it was a decent balance. Like mm-hmm. he kind of had his own side story with Lucky. He had he had a couple of things to do for his on his own, but it was definitely a Phoebe story. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was. And like as I was watching it, I was trying to figure out who was like the main character, and obviously they kind of yeah, you because know, they're introducing two new kids, and then it kind of like goes in the direction of one. Um, I saw someone like post like an out of context spoiler and I was like, I mean, I can't like I watched it. I'm like, okay, this is obviously still a spoiler. But when I watched it in real time, I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. But I get tired of those non context. Well, they're still spoilers to me, at least. Like, that's just my two cents, I guess. But Devin, are you ready to get into spoilers for Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after you hear. Oh, my God, Devin, we're here. Whoa, 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 wow, wow. Whoa. Whoa. 
So yeah, we, we got some uh, nice little tectonic plates going on here. So yeah, now we are in the spoiler section here, ladies and gentlemen. So um, if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It's 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 a great ride. Uh, Maybe tear up a little bit as well. Towards there, the end, there was more motion than you would ever think in the Ghostbusters movie. Towards the end, there. Yeah, like it's so. I, I just I didn't really expect anything from this movie. Like just anything at all because like i said i'm not a big ghostbusters fan and you know we kept seeing it pop up in theaters um i believe this is produced by sony pictures so this is one of their properties but overall like i really like how they brought back uh the ghostbuster that uh did pass away in in real life yeah that was really impressive yeah how it looked and i i like how they didn't give him like any voice anything you know what i mean that that was honestly really really nice. Disney should take some notes with the their, their Skywalker attempt. Oh wait, are, are you talking about um? You talking about Luke? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were talking about Anakin when they kind of swapped him out towards the end of Return of the Jedi. But yeah, that was. I mean, it was a nice attempt. It's just. I mean, it was cool to see Luke, but at the same time, getting kind of. It. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, either way, the the CGI in this, especially for Harold. Uh, the Ghostbuster that was, um, you know, th- that did pass away. I think he actually, it looks like really, really good. Yeah. And then the hug between um, his daughter and his granddaughter. Yeah. Oof, that, that one tugged the heartstrings. Yeah. Because it's so crazy how, you know, like throughout the entire movie, you know, Carrie Coon's character, you know, the mother, she doesn't really care much she wants like nothing to do with her father you know like yeah because from her perspective he just left them and that's it for no reason yeah yeah it's it's the weirdest thing because you have i don't know it like she just completely neglected her father you know they don't really talk about her mom all that much but obviously you know her father being a ghostbuster you know he's a busy guy but throughout the entire like even during like the beginning scene where he essentially becomes a ghost himself and he's like kind of a part of like the house the the dirt farm they kept calling it which was kind of cool but i like how they were like in the middle of nowhere it wasn't like you know they didn't have to be in a giant city like end of the world type thing yeah they were in the nowhere nowhere yeah like literally nowhere nowhere yeah so Devin, what, what did you think of the villain because I'm, I'm kind of iffy on that part i'm not entirely sure if it worked for me Obviously, a throwback to the original, um, Hmm. same type of demonic type ghost spirit creature lady. Yeah, I think I couldn't. I can't really tell. I think it was Olivia Wilde. That's what it looked like to me. I'm not seeing her. I'm not seeing her name anywhere though. No, I'm not sure who it was who played. But it looked a lot like Olivia Wilde. And then there was like a 10 second J.K. Simmons cameo too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played. He played the guy in the in the like tomb. The only thing, like, even with the marketing with this, like, the first two trailers, it was very mysterious. You know, they didn't really have to market it too much. But then, like, when it comes to the final trailer, you you see, you know, like, the, you don't see the faces of the original Ghostbusters. But, you know, you get, you you get like, you know, Ernie Hudson and um, Bill Murray. Who has not aged. My God. No, he is not. Bill Murray, out of all of them, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this. Like, Ray, are you a god? <laughs> he was like, Mother, eh? <laughs> that was funny. Really, really funny. It's, I, I think the jokes for the most part did land. Uh, the one thing besides like the CGI and I guess like the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the end of the world threat, it was more so of, um, 
I think it was the part when they were in jail, but then that kind of like they kind of explained why they were. Because I was like, why are like you know four adolescents like inside of a county jail? But then I thought, I'm like, well, they are in the middle of nowhere, and they kind of yeah. The jail, the jail part was probably the weak point because yeah. it was just weird how it all like ended up like he she pointed the gun at the sheriff and then they just walked away. It was like, um, you sure? You sure that's <laughs> how it works? It was it was strange. Like in in. I mean, overall, it's just kind of, I mean, you know, you see Phoebe who's trying to, you know, fight for her grandfather's legacy, which I think is a really, really nice touch. But, you know, it, it really. And, and I love how um, how they first started communicating with the chessboard. I thought that was really clever. And then he kind of leads her down. At first, I thought it was just some random ghost because, you know, Phoebe doesn't believe in ghosts. And then she has that. My God, those jokes. I, I think the funny, I forgot the joke itself when she first meets Paul Rudd. And she does an awkward wink. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It was like, it was like, I thought you were being obtuse. And then podcast is like, I think that guy's trying to like, you know, like bone your mom. She's, yeah. He's good. like, does that not bug you? She's like, it does. It just, I don't, you know, express emotions the same way as everybody else. And I was like, hmm. puking on the inside. Yeah. Very. <laughs> God, it was so funny. But yeah, you know, there's this nice little love uh, relationships going on here and there, but they're kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I would the say whole, even- the whole dynamic between um, the mom and Ken, his name's Gary Gruberson. You can't forget that. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Just every time they're on the screen together, they, both the kids just kind of like cringe the whole, the whole scene. It's pretty good. I love it how they have a Baskin Robin, how he's in the Walmart <laughs> picking up Baskin Robin's ice cream. That was yeah. some nice stuff. <laughs> Baskin Robbins always finds out. And the the marshmallows are great too. They looked really cool and a nice contrast from the original. Yeah, that in you know, like I think out of also the ghost that was like kind of eating metal, like Muncher. I, Munch, yeah, Munch. I thought he was, he was voiced by Josh Gad. Apparently, really, I didn't really know they necessarily had like. Well, I guess they would have a voice actor for a monster. He's he's munching away. Yeah, munching away on that metal, man. It was some crazy stuff. But yeah, it's um, overall, you know, like I know I've been kind of tiptoeing around some stuff, even though we're in freaking spoilers. I saw it yesterday at like 3 p.m. But overall, uh, I really did just enjoy kind of just the um, not like I thought it was kind of clever how how the entire like dirt farm essentially was like a giant ghost trap. Yeah, I love how it all leads back to there. And the, the final battle at the end was really cool. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty, and then I mean, the whole possessing thing. I thought that was kind of weird because like it was, it was goofy for sure, but that's like it's like classic Ghostbusters weirdness. Yeah, this is very very true. But I, I think my favorite scene of the entire, I'm, outside of like the third act, was probably between Ray and Phoebe when you know she she gets one phone call. Like that that was the other thing. I was like, dude, she's like what. 12 years old and she's like I'm, I'm in prison and then it's like you decide not to call your parents but i guess they're gonna their parents are gonna her mom's gonna find out eventually but i really like the uh, dynamic that they had between each other and then of course towards the end of the movie you know mr uh podcast and <laughs> you find out that ray is his is his is his, his only subscriber his only subscriber it really picks up towards episode 45 that was so so that was funny. A, that's a great callback. It really, really was. And it's 
I don't know. Like the fact that he walked around and, you know, he, he was giving Phoebe like his entire episode list, like on a flash drive. It's like this. He doesn't have it uploaded to, you know, like Apple stuff like that, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I've but, never seen a podcast on a flash drive before. And and I was trying to figure out, like, that made me wonder what year was this set in? I mean, uh, Finn's character had a had a smartphone for sure. Yeah. So it's like, it's definitely there. I, I like I I like it how he had like, you know, podcast had his entire equipment with him at, at all times. And of course, you know, he would carry his episodes around on a uh, flash drive or maybe that's just more of a marketing thing where it's like hey you know like here's all my episodes on a flash drive whatever whatever but it's it's very uh it, it's very relatable for sure but i i really liked his his one-liners and him uh <laughs> finding the dead guy who wakes up and he just freaks out like it was hilarious absolutely loved it but i wanted to turn it back over to you really quick so we can get out of here uh was there anything else any gripes any Anything else that kind of like caught your eye during this? Your, your overall thoughts? I guess the other issue I had was the first, the first hour or so is definitely like on the slower side. Mm. It takes a while to get into the action and uh, into the world building, but then after that, it's, it's really the fun ride. Yeah, and like we said before, uh, McKenna Grace was great. She carried the the film. And like I said, the this, the writer did a good job of honing in on her and making a story about her because mm-hmm. it's very easy to get like get off track in a movie that's also relying on nostalgia like this one. Yeah. And I think when it comes to big franchises like this, it can definitely work. It's just so I don't, I, I, it's, I feel like, so I was watching a video about that 70s show and how they, they made like 13, 15 episodes of that 80s show where it's dealing with like Eric's cousin, whatever, but it's, uh, the vi- the guy um of the YouTuber I'm playing on his name right now I do apologize but he was saying that usually when it comes to like a continuation of like a franchise or, like a sitcom something like that the um the new material e- tries to be is either like a carbon copy of the old one or tries to be a carbon copy while trying to usher into a new era like and I think Ghostbusters Afterlife does a great job of of um balancing those out because it's i mean obviously it's paying homage like you know it's more about the the visual um um, homage but it is kind of pushing it into a new direction um i i would like to see them uh kind of maybe make another one i really don't know maybe this should be the end they definitely set it up for a sequel Did, did you watch the um after credits yep I watched one of them. What was I? Oh, okay, I watched the first one with with the card trick, but I didn't save for the yeah, second one. The second one was all about um, Ernie Hudson's character. He uh, he's getting the uh, the old Ecto vehicle back up to snuff. Oh, okay, okay. I'll definitely have to look. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. But yeah, definitely. Um, but overall, like I really, really did enjoy this. You know, with uh, the CGI and uh, especially the car chasing scene when they first, you know. Um, uh, pump up the old station wagon and they're kind of like figuring it out as they go you know phoebe's you know in the in the gunner seat and whatnot it was very ghostbusters-esque and the yeah, podcast is like you know how to drive and he's like yeah of course he he failed the driver's test five times in the back <laughs> that was it's like phoebe the writing, the writing is very clever throughout. yes yes and i love how um oh my god it was another joke where um i think when they first move in 
and Finn Wolfhard's uh, Wolfhard's character uh, puts up his cell phone. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, he's he's like, not a single bar. And then mom's like, there better be a bar in this town. <laughs> I thought that was she's like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I I really did like the mom character. Like, obviously, it is always about the kids, but you know, she was she was pretty much in tune. I just I really liked how. I mean, she pretty much called her father, like, you know, an a-hole and all this stuff. And just her character was really, really entertaining. Like the the sassy, sassy mom. Yeah. She, Carrie Coon's always great. She's also Proxima Midnight. Oh, is she? Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I I mean, I've definitely seen her in a lot of things. I mean, she was in Gone Girl. Widows. There we go. There we go. Man, how good was that movie? But yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, for that's pretty much my final thoughts. For Ghostbusters Afterlife, like I loved it, you know, it, I I would definitely go see it again. Yeah, like I said before, they just did a great job of balancing mm-hmm. balancing nostalgia and the new developing the new characters, and that's very hard to do. But I think they pulled it off. Definitely. I mean, sixty one percent critic wise isn't terrible, but it's definitely more on the lower side. Like that it, audience is the audience ninety six percent man. They're I mean they love it and honestly. So yeah, it's not like this movie's trying to like you know win any awards or anything. It's just ha- trying to have a good time, and I think they definitely succeeded in that. Much like Star Wars did with the uh, the Force Awakens, because it was very touching and it had a lot of um, a lot of uh, sensitive like emotional moments for sure, just between family, friends, and you know figuring out their their family legacy. So I mean, on Letterbox, I gave this a four out of five stars. So that's pretty much where I stand, which would be like. Probably like an 85 out of 100, something around there. You know, I thought it was really good. Not the best. You know, we kind of talked about our gripes there. But what would you give this movie? In honor of the original, I'm going to give it an 84. 1984. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I I like like that a lot. I like that a lot, for sure. It definitely kind of prompted me to go back and just watch the other two Ghostbusters. Still haven't seen the 2016. I don't think I ever will. Um, It's unfortunate. Is it good? You like it? No, <laughs> the movie's unfortunate. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's. I mean, I guess that kind of, sort of, ties into this. But like, for everyone out there, you definitely don't need to watch 2016 like at all in order to watch this. I yeah, mean, it's completely retconned. Yeah, com- yeah, completely. Because I mean, I don't know. A lot of uh, dudes out there were not very excited about female Ghostbusters and whatnot. And I was like. Had nothing to do with that. I just heard the movie wasn't good, like the jokes in land and whatnot. So maybe one day I'll watch it, just not today. So uh, that pretty much concludes our Ghostbusters Afterlife review. I kind of made it through. Woo! Man, oh man, being sick really, really sucks when you're running a podcast. And I don't know, you know, you you, you juice yourself up, you know, you got yourself on, on all these uh, medications and whatnot. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't go through, but it's just that time of year again, man. You know, it was there was a full moon last night at five yeah, thirty p.m. Five thirty p.m. There was a full moon last night. I walked out of the theater because I went there at three p.m. Central. I came out and I was like, "Oh, like I expected it to be dark outside." And I look up and there's the moon shining bright as it can be. Craziest thing ever. It's was, a sign of what? Busting <laughs> makes you feel good. Busting makes you feel good. Well, depends on what kind of busting you're talking about, Devin. So, <laughs> but yeah, that like I said before, that concludes our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Of course, 
Um, we have a lot of stuff coming up here on the podcast. Uh, we have our Hawkeye review coming out the day before Thanksgiving on November 24th. And then we have our Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows review uh, part one dropping on Black Friday. And also, if you are looking to like watch Ghostbusters after listening to this or like this, the original, um, I believe it's on sale for like $10. There are a lot of good sales going on right now, Devin. I'm not going to lie. It's good stuff. Bought a lot of good stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting pretty. I'm the new, uh, the new sci-fi movie draft king over on the Suit Up Geeks uh, YouTube channel. Go ahead and check out, you know, my, my run of how I dominated the competition, if you will. Definitely uh, follow them over at Suit Up Geeks on Twitter. So uh, let's close on out of here. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. And remember, I am Kramer, no ghost. Peace.